because the team time was the, so biased. Time of the gentleman has expired. Pledge to Mr. stop Trump. Jeffries of, of New York is recognized. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who is taking donations from the NRA, shame on I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believed them. Children being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, eight billion people. And if you're gonna figure out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, that didn't happen, and here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to, to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 257 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fannie had any control over that. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved, and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world, but the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless us. And may God bless us. The Mueller obstruction of justice is a serious crime that strikes at the core of an investigator's effort to find the truth, correct? Correct. The crime of obstruction of justice has three elements, true? True. The first element is an obstructive act, correct? Correct. An obstructive act could include taking an action that would delay or interfere with an ongoing investigation as set forth in volume two, page 87 and 88 of your report, true? Uh, I'm sorry, could you again uh, repeat the question? An obstructive act could include taking an action that would delay or interfere with an ongoing investigation. That's true. Your investigation found evidence that President Trump took steps to terminate the special counsel, correct? Correct. Uh, Mr. Mueller, does ordering the termination of the head of a criminal investigation constitute an obstructive act? Uh, that would be, uh, uh, I, 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 I would refer, refer you to the report. Let, let me refer you to page 87 and 88 of volume two where you conclude the attempt to remove the special counsel would qualify as an obstructive act if it would naturally obstruct the investigation and any grand jury proceedings that might flow from the inquiry, correct? Yes, I've got that now, thank you. Thank you. The second element of obstruction of justice is the presence of an obstructive act in connection with an official proceeding, true? True. Does the special counsel's criminal investigation into the potential wrongdoing of Donald Trump constitute an official proceeding? And that's uh, an area which I cannot get into. Okay, President Trump tweeted on June 16th, 2017, quote, 
I am being investigated for firing the FBI director by the man who told me to fire the FBI director, witch hunt. The June 16th tweet just read was cited on page 89 in volume two, constitutes a public acknowledgement by President Trump that he was under criminal investigation, correct? Uh, I, I think generally correct. One day later, on Saturday, June 17th, President Trump called White House counsel Don McGahn at home and directed him to fire the special counsel. True? I, I believe it to be true. I think we've been, I may have stated in response to questions some. That is correct. Uh, President Trump told Don McGahn, quote, Mueller has to go, close quote. Correct? Correct. Your report found on page 89, volume two, that substantial evidence indicates that by June 17th, the president knew his conduct was under investigation by a federal prosecutor who could present any evidence of federal crimes to a grand jury, true? True. The third element, second element having just been satisfied, the third element of the crime of obstruction of justice is corrupt intent, true? True. Corrupt intent exists if the president acted to obstruct an official proceeding for the improper purpose of protecting his own interests, correct? Um, that's generally correct. Thank you. I wanted, I, the only thing I would say is we are going through the three elements of, uh, of the uh, proof of the uh, uh, obstruction of justice uh, charges. When the, the fact of the matter is, uh, uh, we got, Excuse me, just one second. Well, thank you. Uh, Mr. Muller, let me, let me move on in the interest of time. Upon learning about the appointment of the special counsel, your investigation found that Donald Trump stated to the then Attorney General, quote, oh my God, this is terrible. This is the end of my presidency. I'm effed. Is that correct? Correct. Is it fair to say that Donald Trump viewed the special counsel's investigation into his conduct as adverse to his own interests? I think that generally is true. The investigation found evidence, quote, that the president knew that he should not have directed Don McGahn to fire the special counsel, correct? And where do you have that uh, quote? Page 90, volume two. There's evidence that the president knew he should not have made those calls to McGahn, close quote. I see that, yes, that's accurate. The investigation also found substantial evidence that President Trump repeatedly urged McGahn to dispute that he was ordered to have the special counsel terminated, correct? Correct. The investigation found substantial evidence that when the president ordered Don McGahn to fire the special counsel and then lie about it, Donald Trump, one, committed an obstructive act, two, connected to an official proceeding, three, did so with corrupt intent. Those are the elements of obstruction of justice. This is the United States of America. No one is above the law. No one. The president must be held accountable one way or the other. Now let me let me just say, I, if I might, I, I don't subscribe necessarily to your uh, the way you analyze that. I'm not saying it's out of the ballpark, but I'm not supportive of that analytical charge. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Mello over here. Hi. Hi. I want to start by thanking you for your service. You joined the Marines and, and led a rifle platoon in Vietnam, where you earned a Bronze Star, Purple Heart, and other commendations. You served as an assistant United States attorney leading the homicide unit here in D.C., U.S. attorney for the District of Massachusetts and later Northern uh, District of California, assistant attorney general for DOJ's criminal division and the FBI director. So thank you. I appreciate that. 
But having reviewed your biography, it puzzles me why you handled your duties in this case the way you did. The report contradicts what you taught young attorneys at the Department of Justice, including to ensure that every defendant is treated fairly. Or as Justice Sutherland said in the Berger case, a prosecutor is not the representative of an ordinary party to a controversy, but of a sovereignty whose interest in a criminal prosecution is not that it shall win a case, but that justice shall be done, and that the prosecutor may strike hard blows, but he is not at liberty to strike foul ones. By listing the 10 factual situations and not reaching a conclusion about the merits of the case, you unfairly shifted the burden of proof to the president, forcing him to prove his innocence while denying him a legal form to do so. And I've never heard of a prosecutor declining a case and then holding a press conference to talk about the defendant. You noted eight times in your report that you had a legal duty under the regulations to either prosecute or decline charges. Despite this, you disregarded that duty. As a former prosecutor, I'm also troubled with your legal analysis. You discussed 10 separate factual patterns involving alleged obstruction, and then you failed to separately apply the elements of the applicable statutes. I looked at the, uh, the, the 10 factual situations and I read the case law. And I have to tell you, just looking at the Flynn matter, for example, um, the, the, the four statutes that you cited for uh, possible obstruction, 1503, 1505, 1512B3, and 1512C2, um, when I look at those concerning the Flynn matter, uh, 1503 is inapplicable because there wasn't a grand jury or trial jury impaneled. And Director Comey was not an officer of the court as defined by the statute. Six, section 1505 criminalizes acts that would obstruct or impede administrative proceedings as, as those before Congress or an administrative agency. Uh, the Department of Justice Criminal Resource Manual states that the FBI investigation is not a pending proceeding. 1512B3 talks about uh, intimidation, threats of force uh, to tamper with a witness. General Flynn at the time was not a witness, and, and certainly Director Comey was not a witness. And 1512C2 talks about uh, tampering with a record, um, and as Joe Biden described the uh, statute as being debated on the Senate floor, uh, he called this a uh, statute criminalizing document shredding, and uh, there's nothing in, the, uh, in your report that alleges that the president uh, uh, destroyed any, any evidence. So, what I have to ask you, and, and what I, I think people are, are working around in this hearing is, uh, let me lay a little foundation for it. The ethical re rules require that a prosecutor have a reasonable probability of, of conviction to bring a charge. Is that correct? Sounds generally accurate. Okay. And uh, the regulations uh, concerning your, your job as special counsel state that your job is to provide the attorney general with a confidential report explaining the prosecution or declination decisions reached by your office. You recommended declining prosecution of President Trump and anyone associated with his campaign because there was insufficient evidence to convict for a charge of conspiracy with Russian interference in the 2016 election. Is that fair? That's fair. Was there sufficient evidence to convict President Trump or anyone else with obstruction of justice? We did not make that calculation. How could you not have made the calculation because with the regulation? OLC opinion, the OLC opinion, Office of Legal Counsel, indicates that we cannot indict a sitting president. So one of the tools that a prosecutor would use is not there. Okay, but, but let me just stop. You made the decision on the Russian interference. You, you, you couldn't have indicted the president on that, and you made the decision on that. But when it came to obstruction, you threw a bunch of stuff up against the wall 
to see what would stick. Well, and that I, is I, fundamentally I would unfair. To, I would not agree to that uh, characterization uh, at all. What we did is provide to the Attorney General in the form of a confidential memorandum our understanding of the case. Uh, those cases that were brought, those cases were declined. And uh, the, uh, that one case where uh, the president cannot be charged with a crime. Okay, but the, uh, could you charge the president with a crime after he left office? Yes. You believe that he committed, you could charge the president of the United States with obstruction of justice after he left office? Yes. Uh, ethically, under the ethical standards? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not certain because I haven't looked at the ethical standards, but the OLC opinion, opinion says that uh, the prosecutor well, he cannot bring a charge against a sitting president. Nonetheless, he can continue the investigation to see if there are any uh, other uh, persons who might be drawn into the conspiracy. Time of the gentleman has expired. The gentleman from Rhode Island. Director, uh, Director, as you know, we are specifically focusing on five separate obstruction episodes here today. I'd like to ask you about the third episode. It's the section of your report entitled, The President's Efforts to Curtail the Special Counsel Investigation, beginning at page 90. And by curtail, you mean limit, correct? Correct. My colleagues have walked through how the President tried to have you fired through the White House Counsel, and because Mr. McGahn refused the order, the President asked others to help limit your investigation. Is that correct? Correct. And was Corey Lewandowski one such individual? And again, can you remind me uh, what character? Well, Corey Lewandowski is the president's former campaign manager, correct? Correct. Did he have any official position in the Trump administration? I don't believe so. Your report describes an incident in the Oval Office involving Mr. Lewandowski on June 19, 2017, at volume 2, page 91. Is that correct? I'm sorry, what's the citation, sir? Page 91. Of uh, the second volume? Yes. And a meeting in the Oval Office between Mr. Lewandowski and the President. Okay. And that was just two days after the President called Don McGahn at home and ordered him to fire you. Is that correct? Apparently so. So right after his White House counsel, Mr. McGahn, refused to follow the President's order to fire you, the President came up with a new plan. And that was to go around all of his senior advisors and government aides to have a private citizen try to limit your investigation. What did the President tell Mr. Lewandowski to do? Do you recall he told him, he dictated a message to Mr. Lewandowski for Attorney General Sessions and asked him to write it down. Is that correct? True. And do you, did you and your team see this handwritten message? Uh, I'm not going to get into what we may or may not have uh, included in our investigation. Okay, the message directed Sessions to give, and, and I'm quoting from your report, to give a public speech saying that he planned to meet with the special prosecutor to explain this is very unfair and let the special prosecutor move forward with investigating election meddling for future elections. That's at page 91. Is that correct? Yes, I see that. Thank you. Yes, it is. In other words, Mr. Lewandowski, a private citizen, was instructed by the President of the United States to deliver a message from the President to the Attorney General that directed him to limit your investigation, correct? Correct. And at this time, Mr. Sessions was still recused from oversight of your investigation, correct? I'm sorry, could you restate The Attorney that? General was recused from oversight. Yes. Yes. So the Attorney General would have had to violate his own department's rules in order to comply with the President's order, correct? Well, I'm not going to get into uh, the subsidiary details. Okay. I just refer you again to page 91, 92 of the report. And if the Attorney General had followed through with the President's request, Mr. Mueller, it would have effectively ended your investigation into the President and his campaign, as you note on page 97, correct? Could you 
At page 97, you write, and I quote, taken together, the president's directives indicate that Sessions was being instructed to tell the special counsel to end the existing investigation into the president and his campaign with the special counsel being permitted to move forward with investigating election meddling for future elections. Is that correct? Generally true. Yes, sir. And it's a, an unsuccessful attempt to obstruct justice is still a crime. Is that correct? That is correct. And Mr. Lewandowski uh, tried to meet with the attorney general. Is that right? True. And he tried to meet with them in his office so he would be sure, certain there wasn't a public log of the visit. According to what we uh, gathered for the report. And the meeting never happened, and the president raised the issue again with Mr. Lewandowski, and this time he said, and I quote, if Sessions does not meet with you, Lewandowski should tell Sessions he was fired. Correct? Correct. So immediately following the meeting with the president, Lewandowski then asked Mr. Dearborn to deliver the message, who's the uh, former uh, chief of staff to Mr. Sessions, and Mr. Dearborn refuses to deliver it because he doesn't feel comfortable. Isn't that correct? Generally correct, yes. So just so we're clear, Mr. Mueller, two days after the White House counsel, Don McGahn, refused to carry out the president's order to fire you, the president directed a private citizen to tell the attorney general of the United States, who was recused at the time, to limit your investigation to future elections, effectively ending your investigation into the 2016 Trump campaign. Is that correct? Well, I'm not going to adopt your characterization. I'll say oh. that the facts well, as laid out in the report are accurate. Well, Mr. Mueller, in your report, you in fact write at page 99, 97, Substantial evidence indicates that the president's effort to have Sessions limit the scope of the special counsel's investigation to future elections interference was intended to prevent further investigative scrutiny of the president and his campaign conduct. Is that correct? Generally. And so, Mr. Mueller, you have seen the letter where a thousand former Republican and Democratic federal prosecutors have read your report and said anyone but the president who committed those acts would be charged with obstruction of justice. Do you agree with those former colleagues, a thousand prosecutors who came to that conclusion? Those prosecutors. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, over here. Thanks. Mr. M Mr. Mueller, uh, you guys, your team wrote in the uh, report, quote, on, this is the top of page two, volume one, also on page 173, by the way. You said that you'd come to the conclusion that, quote, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities, close quote. That's accurate statement, right? That's accurate. And I'm curious, when did you personally come to that conclusion? Uh, can you remind me uh, uh, which paragraph you're adverting to? Top of page two. On two? Volume one. Okay. Uh, and exactly which paragraph are you looking at on two? The investigation did not establish. Of course. I see it. Yes. See it? What was your question? My question now is, when did you personally reach that conclusion? Well, we were ongoing for two years. Uh, right. You were ongoing. You wrote it at some point during that two-year period. But at some point, you had to come to a conclusion that uh, that I don't think there's a, that there's not a conspiracy going on here. There was no conspiracy between this president. Um, I'm not talking about the rest of the president's team. I'm talking about this president and the Russians. I, as you understand, uh, developing a criminal case, uh, you get pieces of information, pieces of information, witnesses, and the like, uh, as you make your case. Right. And uh, when you make a decision on a particular case depends on a number of factors. Right. I understand. So I cannot this. say specifically that we reached a decision on a particular defendant 
uh, at a particular point in time. But it was some time well before you wrote the report. Fair enough. I mean, you wrote the report dealing with a whole myriad of issues. Certainly, at some time prior to that report is when you reached the decision that, okay, with, with regard to the president himself, I don't find anything here. Fair enough? Well, I'm not certain I do agree with that. Uh, the, so you waited till the last minute when you were actually writing the report and say, oh, okay. Well, no, but there, there are various aspects of the development of an a, 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 Sure, and that's my point. There are various aspects that, are, that happen, but somewhere along the pike, you will come to a conclusion, there's no, there's no there there for this defendant. Isn't that right? So I apparently- can't, I can't speak you to can't, it. You can't say when, fair enough. So, so you know, I'm not, no, I'm, I'm, I'm asking the, the sworn witness. Uh, Mr. Mr. Mueller, evidence suggests that on May 10th, 2017, at approximately 7.45 a.m., six days before the DAG Deputy Attorney General appointed you special counsel, Mr. Rosenstein called you and mentioned the appointment of a special counsel. Not, not necessarily that you'd be appointed, but that you had a discussion of that. Is that, is that true? Uh, May 10th, 2017. I, I, uh, I don't have any knowledge of that occurring. You don't have any knowledge or you don't recall? I don't have any knowledge. Evidence also suggests. I mean, we're given that what I saw you do. Are you questioning that? Uh, uh, he, well, I, I just find it intriguing. Let me just tell you that there's evidence that suggests that that phone call took place and that that's what was said. So let's move to the next question. Evidence suggests that also on May 12, 2017, five days before the DAG appointed you special counsel, you met with Mr. Rosenstein in person. Did you discuss the appointment of a special counsel then? Not necessarily that you, but that there would be a special counsel. I, I've gone into waters that uh, uh, don't allow me to give you uh, uh, an answer to that uh, particular question. It relates to the internal discussions he would have in terms of indicting an individual. It has nothing to do with indictment. It has to do with special counsel and whether you discussed that with Mr. Rosenstein. Uh, evidence also suggests that on May 13th, four days before you were appointed special counsel, uh, you met with Attorney, former Attorney General Sessions and Rosenstein, and you spoke uh, about special counsel. Do you remember that? Not offhand, no. Okay. And on May 16th, the day before you were appointed special counsel, uh, you met with the President and uh, Rod Rosenstein. Do you remember having that meeting? Yes. And discussion of the position of FBI Director took place. Do you remember that? Yes. And um, did you discuss at any time in that meeting uh, Mr. Comey's termination? No. Did you discuss at any time in that meeting uh, the potential appointment of a special counsel? Not necessarily you, but uh, just in general terms. I can't get into the discussions on that. How many times did you speak to Mr. Rosenstein before May 17th, which is the day you got appointed, uh, regarding the appointment of a special counsel? How many times prior to that did you, did you discuss? I can't tell with you how many times. Is that because you don't recall or are you, are you, are you just? I, I do not recall. Okay. That, that, thank you. Um, how many times did you speak with Mr. Comey about any investigations pertaining to Russia prior to May 17, 2017? Did you have any? Zero. Zero? Zero. Okay. Now, my time, is, my time has expired, so. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove
nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently for You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Can you believe that we're getting away with this? Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. Yes, we can. tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Now on Instagram and SoundCloud. You wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher Smart Radio app, Podable, and more. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL.